Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flight 008098, ready for takeoff. Come on! You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what was we saying about <laughs> breathing? <laughs> breathe in and breathe out. Do you know what, Stephen? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you still. Hold on. You're going to allow him? Ooh, ooh. Oh! For those of you that can't see, Yaf is just uh, taking off his shirt. He does have a top underneath, underneath there. Uh, and he's wearing an Nigerian Federation football jersey, which is the home country and pride of one of our members, Stephen Apampa. In case <laughs> by this point you didn't know, <laughs> realize, see, hear, feel. Hey, do you want to know uh, something really interesting about um, African football team, an African football uh, national team as well? So apparently, apparently. Kwame and Kuru, Kuru, sorry, got the inspiration for the Black Stars and the Ghanaian flag from a Jamaican man. Not surprised. Whose name was who? (laughs) Marcus Garvey. Mm. Mm, Deep that. Deep that, fam. So what you're saying is nothing original. I'm going to make myself a drink. I never said that. I never said that. I never said that. I never said that. No, no. But... These drinks real quick. But... <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, don't try... Don't try and do that. You guys, you guys skip? No, 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 don't do a skip. Don't do it. Don't do a skip. I, I didn't say that. But I just want people to know... To know. I just want to know when the shade is thrown... <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the shade is thrown over to the, the Windies, yeah? I just want people to know Especially especially when people from Ghana try to step on my, my Jamaican people here sometimes, yeah. It's like, just know, Marcus Garvey has a lot to do with your flag and the black stars. <laughs> joking, bro, joking. It's a little bit of banter. Something I read in a book earlier on this week. Um, Kwame. Who are we listening to? <laughs> I could feel it. I feel it in my plums. In my plums, yeah. Uh, You are listening to the the Out of Home podcast. Four Londoners who met in Amsterdam. Tell them. Sharing inspiring stories of ourselves and others. We have everyone in the building. We have Stephen, social media Steve Apampa, Leicester's finest. (laughs) We we believe in some eight-star hotel somewhere in South London. Somewhere. 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 Can I say Leicester's finest after Kieran gave that antidote? I don't want to be Leicester's finest. <laughs> I mean... Anecdote, big man. I mean, that was off air. Was... That was off yeah, air. Exactly. Like... Bring it online. Bring it online. Anyway. Champion. Um, key. Key also in South London. 
and myself <laughs> and Yaf in Amsterdam. We are pouring up. We are enjoying. And tonight is a momentous celebration and also an historic one. And we will get into that. And in case you didn't know, Outform is an award-winning British podcast award winner of this year. Jeez. So let's go. And um, how are we feeling? Good, man. Good, man. It's a, it's a very special and momentous occasion on Out of Home History today. Um, a sad day for those of you in Amsterdam. Um, a great one for the man down. <laughs> in London. <laughs> because it is with pleasure and also pain that I announce that tonight is one of our founding fathers' last nights in Amsterdam. Guys, 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 guys. Feels very surreal. I'm currently surrounded by FedEx boxes. I'm currently surrounded by empty desks. There are no pictures on the wall. There are no... There's nothing in this house, basically, bruv. Fam, it's my last day recording in Amsterdam. Obviously, this place will always remain special in my heart. But it feels very weird to say that uh, this is my last residency recording, fam. Mm. It's wild. Yeah, man. It's wild. It's wild. Bruv, like, three and a half years ago, yeah, when I touched down... I'm waiting for Stephen because I know he loves it. Stephen, stop texting MJ, bruv. It's calm. <laughs> Focus here, big man. My eyes are here. My eyes are up here. Oh, God. Uh, three and a half years ago. Huh? It was three, three and a half years ago. Um, I'm hooked. I'm really when, I, when I touched on, didn't, didn't think we'd be doing shit like what we're doing today, man. Life is, life is funny. Man. Life is wavy. Pouring up with my brothers whilst recording on our podcast. What what can be better, fam? Yeah. What can be better? Do you know what could be better? If you guys told me what made you smile this week. Stephen in the plush Hyatt Hotel. Nine stars, I've just heard. I've just heard that it, the, the, the star has been upgraded. No, it's, it's far from that. It actually reminds me of um, the hotel from Coming to America, fam. <laughs> I'm expecting to see someone lined out in chalk. Hmm. Oh, really? Coming to America vibes, eh? Prince... Stephen the Pamper. We'll get to that <laughs> very, very soon, ladies and gentlemen. Please tell us what made you smile this week, good sir. Um, ratio. As this is your, as this is your last one, I'm gonna do what makes me smile. What, what makes very you true. smile about Yaf? Very true. Very true. So, I, I see your attempt, and I raise you. Wow, that's really enthusiastic. Um, what makes me smile about Yafri Downs? Touchdowns, the bearded dragon. That's a bearded dragon. <laughs> it's just, I think it's just your, it's just your vanilla essence, and I use that lightly. But in terms of your the aroma that you give, it's just like that carefree. You've been here three and a half years, and you've been here three and a half years, and. I would just sum it up by saying a raindrop has not touched your head in terms of the way you float through, you floated through effortlessly. Like Alex Ferguson once described uh, Ryan Giggs as like, like a cocker spaniel floating through the pitch. That's how you floated <laughs> through these three and a half years, mate. And 
cockle spaniel float, big man? You can. Can we fact, can, can okay. we fact check? <laughs> under, under right circumstances, you can. Anyway, sorry, sorry. But anyway, you you were you were giving this man his flowers. Yeah. So that was really smart. Because no matter what happens, you remain untouched in every scenario. And every time I was like, surely, surely it's gonna happen this time. You come up smelling with roses, and it's been entertaining to see. The same smile you have, you have on all the time, regardless of what life has to throw you. And life has tried to throw a lot at this 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 young man, but uh, <laughs> you see this you see this smile on his face has remained. If you've ever been on an airport run with Yaf, you understand that this guy is running on a higher beam. <laughs> it's Dalai Lama esque. I lie. Let's go down. I lie, bruv. And it's fitting that he's wearing an eagle because the way he's just been floating. <laughs> soaring, fam. Soaring. Like soaring. And it's been just great to see. And I think it's just been that upward trajectory, uh, like a hot air balloon, up, up and away, those three and a half years. And now you're floating back to back to ends. And yeah, it's just made me smile just to see you smiling and really living your best life and enjoying the game that you love so much. So, here's to you. But not more than you, bruv. But not more than you. Every Like, everyone knows Stephen loves the game. <laughs> you taught me the game. You're the, you're the, you're the, I'm the Pochettino to your messy fan. Like, <laughs> tried to withdraw you and you like, the way you dismissed and shook your head at me, that's, that's, that's kind of like the vibe that we got here. That's what makes me smile about Yafri. And I'm going to switch it back to... Um, um, to London. Oh, no, I'm already in London, so I'll switch it back. So I forgot I was in London. Thank you, though, Stephen. <laughs> thank you very much. That's very nice, bro. No, no, thank you. I'm going to throw it over to um, Kwame Wilson, who has stolen a black star from Jamaica. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's so good. <laughs> what an intro. Um, I rebuke those claims, and uh, we, we, we we have to get them, like, what do you call them? Triple checked. But anyways, uh, what, what, what made me smaff? Wow, smaff. <laughs> what we smile about Yaf is that it makes make new words. But no, honestly, what we smile about Yaf is the fact I'm smiling next to him because three and a half years ago, I didn't know who this guy was. And it wasn't until man like man, man, man like Nathan introduced us. And me and Yaf were having big, bad, topical chats in clubs when like ignorant music was on. There was like guys moving to girls and like people like shaking all sorts. And me and Yaf were just breaking down. Life, fam. But like, but, but like, you know when them was where you, where you like you, you you have a rapport with someone, but like that rapport is like where it is, as in like, oh that's yeah, that's my guy. I'll see him in a couple of months or so, or in a month or so. But there there was no real need for that on both ends. Like I, I think we both had each other's respect. Oh, this is a good brother. And then like fast forward, like you know, through this through, through this like little thing of ours. Jeez, jeez. Now we are like now we are. Now we are like brothers for life. Um, but what I will say about Yaf, and Kieran has it as well, but I'll, I'll give it to Yaf because it's an episode. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom, bro, in you. And like, and Facts, for, for, like you know, for me, I'm like, brother, 29, 28, like, was I this worldly or patterned or cultured? And the answer is a resounding no. Do you understand? And it, it's, it's honestly inspiring to see. Like, I joke a lot. Like, I was, I was, I was saying this on Saturday. I'm not arrogant about a lot of things. I'm really fucking funny, bro. But now I'm being serious. <laughs> now I'm being serious. I, I, I really adore my humor, but it's fine. But, bro, um, honestly, like, yeah, like, sometimes, like, 
so some of the some of the way you can have this bird's eye view over things, yeah. or like you pick up on tiny things, and like you're so analytical, mm. you're so like what do you call it, sincere, and just like I said, just wise, and you haven't even reached your thirtieth year yet. It's so like shout out to you and your wisdom. And once again, I'm being serious, brother. And it's like honestly, it's been like beautiful for our like um of of our friendship to grow and manifest. And now I never knew, bro, but now like you are not only my brother in business, in the pod, in life, but most importantly, you are the number one in my life. Sh- shout out, soldier. <laughs> I know that, like, I know that, like, if I'm in the trenches and, like, the, 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 there's an onslaught of enemies, you will cover me, fam. I know that for a <laughs> I know that for a fact. If I'm in the trenches, you haven't got my back, bro. So, um, no, nah, but honestly, like, I just, I, I, honestly, like, I, I love you as a dear friend and as a brother. And yeah, like I said, like for I mean, even though it's a couple of years, but it it, it does amaze me how how you and Key, especially, but like I said, it's your episode. How 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 you're able to have seen this much of life and are able to see so much more in what in what like goes on and permeates around us. So that is it. Um, Thank you, my bro. Appreciate that, man. What can I say, bro? Like, what can I say right here? That I haven't said before, bruv. Like, first and foremost, Yaf's coming back to London, which is a big, big, big... Come like, on. that is... That's amazing. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, Ankita, you all know her, and I was just saying how, like, yo, Yaf's coming back. And I feel like, like I've got a friend who knows the journey that I've been on, a similar journey that I've been on. Isn't it? And it's not because, like... um, the people that I'm back home with have changed or anything. It's just like, I've changed as well. Do you know what I mean? I've known Yaf for a very, very long time. And I think it was us coming to Amsterdam that allowed us to kind of like form our friendship and build it properly to the, from like from the ground back, ground up. And just like, for me, Yaf's a person who's able to give it to you in the realest form. But also be able to sit back and look at things from a very, as Kwame said, a very analytical point point of view. And just give you straight vibes. I love the way, listen. <laughs> I used to, I sometimes used to look at Yaf and be like, how's this guy not faced? Like, if I know, if I was in this situation that he's in right now, I'd be stressing. I would be stressing. And I've obviously seen him, like, in, in certain situations get a a little bit agitated, but not to the level that I thought, thought would think I would get to. But one thing that I've learned and one thing that I do love about Yaf, man, is that he just is able to look at a situation and be like, yeah, that's cool, but like, we'll get past that. Do you know what I mean? He knows how to look past the, the, the smaller things in life and think about it from a very bigger perspective. And he doesn't allow, like, small things or negativity get in the way of things. And it's very important to have people like that in your lives, I believe, anyway, for me, personally. Because what that allows you to do is to not take things so seriously. And even though he's a serious guy, because trust me, if you knew what man was going out here to do, yeah, you would know he's a serious guy. But he knows exactly when to have fun, when to switch off, when to have a joke. When to show love, and that's what that's one of the things that like everybody loves about Yaf man. He just he's a, you're a stand up guy, bro. 
You're a real stand-up guy. Wait, can you guys not hear me? We can hear you. Um, I clapped for a reason. Oh man, we haven't been we, we haven't been recording. We have we, we haven't we, no, oh, no. Let me say this. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh my we should, god, we should we should be fine, Kieran. Oh man, we, we we didn't do beats and time. If we do it now, it won't affect the recording, will it? What? That's fine. Okay, fam, it's fine. Oh my, okay. is that why you stopped okay. the recording? No, 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 no. We didn't stop it. I just clapped so that you have a. a okay, we're good. Oh, so, so wait, hold on, wait. You. So you're still recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, was, it was on Beats and Project, not Beats so, and Time. It's fine. So we, so beats we, and Time, so just we, to let you know how long the thing's going on. Oh, isn't it? Okay, so we were scared if we Ooh. if we switch. Uh, you can switch it now as well. If we, we just have, because we've got your go-ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know where I was. Kwame looked at me. I looked at Kwame. And I don't know if he had the same thing, but my heart sank, bro. <laughs> this is staying in there, bro. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> this is difficult. All this of those all emotional <laughs> tributes, bro, would have been down the drain. <laughs> hey, we we'll be doing that second time around. Like, it was the first time. It just be like, yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> it wouldn't have hit the same, bro. <laughs> you have to be like, yeah, yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> And, um, and, and 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 yes, I really haven't met you, but once again, that that of homeboys are having audio talks, but it's all love. It's all love. It's oh, all my love. days, bro. Oh. All but love. yeah, yeah, bro, like, stand up, brother, man, from the top to, top, top to the bottom, bro. Like, I'm so glad that you're coming back. I do, I actually do feel for everyone that loses you in Amsterdam because, like, I know how much of an impact you have on people and how much um, you've made some people's lives incredible, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? And also how enriched that place has allowed your life to be. But selfishly, you're coming back to ends. And for you, I know it's a massive, it's a massive jump. It's a massive, um, it's a massive decision, and it's gonna elevate your career in a different way. So me, I'm just happy for you, brother. Happy for you and happy for my peoples. You get me? You men are far too kind. Um, I love you all. I appreciate the words. And I will hold on to this episode, man. I'll hold on to it, bro. Like, oh, I'll keep this when I when I'm feeling low or if I'm feeling like I need some vibes, I'm gonna listen to this, bro. Because this is this is love, man. Yeah, honestly, my girlfriend just came into the room. Yes. Uh, do you want to say something? Do you want to boost my ego a little bit? <laughs> she wasn't listening. So, uh, what, what what is the topic about Yaf? What makes you smile about Yaf? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Abby. Re- reintroducing Miss Abby. Hey, Abby. Hi. What up, girl? Hi. <laughs> I'm high. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> but no, I take that back. I'm someone's teacher. <laughs> I don't do drugs. <laughs> 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 don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, I, I got you, I got you. So you guys have fun tonight? <laughs> With the rest of the episode? <laughs> no, I do that enough. We have to have some balance. <laughs> no.
No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. My brother. I feel like what we should probably do is talk about some of your highs, some of the things you've learned on your way, some of your favourite moments, like, stick out to you. And, like, yeah, man, just talk about it, man, because this is your episode, bro, like... This is your ode to Amsterdam. This is your platform. And we want you to have the space to do your thing, my G. And we'll just Thank you, chop it up, break it down, figure it out. So, yeah, man. Talk to me. Uh, okay. So, I think it was February 27th or 28th, 2018. I landed in Amsterdam with like four or five suitcases. Not a word of cash. It was minus, minus eight degrees, bruv. Minus Whoa. eight degrees, snowing. It was crazy, bro. Like absolutely crazy. And I just remember thinking, to my... do you know what it is? It was like a. It was an evening, maybe a couple of days after, and it was still really cold. Yeah. And I was getting an Uber back home, and people were like ice skating. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the last time before this time, innit? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just remember thinking to myself, "Wow, like, what is this place? Like, where am I?" Sort of thing, innit? Yeah, and. It's sort of like, you know, you, you have your perceptions of Amsterdam as a Londoner and you just have this thing in your mind which is around, you know, like the people can smoke weed legally and you can go to the red light district and all, like just the typical British perception, isn't it? And very quickly that started to change and started to um, change my, pers- my perspective of, of what Amsterdam um, is and how it was going to serve me as a person. So like... I remember just me, Adil took me to to I think it, like the first club I ever went to was Chin Chin on some like Thursday night, bruv. Chin Chin and, on a Thursday, bruv. I've gone into this club yeah, <laughs> with Adil. Yeah, it was with a capital W and a capital K at the end. Whack. <laughs> it was simply whack. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. Couldn't tell you who the DJ was. Like, it was just dead. At this moment, what are you thinking? Like, you've just left London, where obviously one of your favourite haunts is Corner Shop. And you've gone to Amsterdam. Was. was, was, was. I said was one of your favourite haunts. I'm sure I said was. And then said, and said, and you come back, come to Amsterdam to uh, on a Thursday, which isn't a bad night to go out, but it's a Thursday. And you've gone to Chin Chin. And realized that the place was whack. What was your what was like what was going through your head at that moment? This is obviously single, yeah, pre-girlfriend. I love you, Abby. Um <laughs> I'm the, like I'm the kind of uh I, I like to anyway, liked to when I was in the queue of a club, like just overhear conversations and just like entertain and just be stupid and chat rubbish mm. to people and just Make people laugh and have vibes in it. Yeah. But I remember standing in this queue and just hearing bare noise. Because everyone's speaking Dutch. And I just feel like, oh shit, like man is not in London anymore. Cause that was like my go-to special. The special move for me, yeah. Like the special like was always just like chatting shit to people. Are you a wrestler fam? This is a special move. <laughs> German suplex fam. <laughs> <laughs> People's elbow. <laughs> the last round. But I would, 
I would always just like entertain, chat rubbish, and just like make people laugh in the queue, innit? And then I just remember, like, even before getting in the club, just thinking, rah, like, okay, so it's, it's completely different. Like, I can't, <clears throat> maybe I'm not going to be able to connect with people on this sort of level. Go inside a club, they're just playing nothing but pop hits. And I was just looking around like, this is not the vibe, fam. Like, <laughs> this ain't the vibe. Obviously, fast forward three and a half years, man knows that there is a vibrant club. <laughs> yeah. Haven't felt it for the last year and a half, but there is one, in it. And um, that was one of my first, like, um, confrontational moments with myself. And it's like, have you done the right thing? You know what I'm trying to say? Because mm-hmm. obviously, I think we all came out here for work. Yeah, we, we. I know we all came out here for work. But we all came out here as well to sort of like explore yeah. and understand a new culture. And for this to be my first experience, I was just thinking to myself, oh, man, like, is, it, is this what I've got in store, in it? Like, obviously, prior to moving, I'd come out here before to link up with a deal and, and, and those guys and been to festivals and shit. But I was like, is, but is this what it's like? Like, is this the normal everyday Amsterdam night scene? So... Obviously, quickly learned the places to go, the places not to go, the nights to go to certain places that you shouldn't go to on a Thursday. And yeah, just like began to navigate, bruv. And the beautiful thing about that is I was forced to like, babe, turn down the sink, will you? <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> Are you surfing in that sink, bruv? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> What is going on over there? She's definitely on a wave. Yeah, bro. That was, that was very clever. Um, but no, like, as I began to navigate, it was like, oh, yeah, like, just I just deeped. I was like, man, I'm actually on a journey. Like, man, just out here discovering, I'm learning. London's comfortable, isn't it? Like, I'd, been there, I'd, I'd been living there, and it just wasn't really, like, challenging to me. You know, there was, it felt quite cyclical in the sense that you do the same thing like, you might do something in a different way, but you're doing the same things, in it. And so coming out here and just, like, the, the very early months, I just remember thinking, like, bro, where can I go and buy a planting? Yeah. Or where can I go and buy fish from the market? Or where can I get, like, fresh fruit, that like, mangoes and papaya and stuff like that? I can't find... It wasn't until I met my girlfriend I could find stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just very... It was like a really daunting prospect to know that I'm just in this... Com- bruv, we all know when we got our first Dutch letter, bruv. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on there, innit? Like, <laughs> there was just all of these things that would, like, remind me that I'm not in ends anymore. Yeah. And But I loved it. Mm. I loved it. I loved it. And it was just, like, this constant feeling of, okay, you don't know this, but this is just another opportunity to grow. Like, this is just another opportunity to learn something new, to do something differently... And to figure out your own, like, perception on things. So, I mean, I don't think that really answers your question. But anyway, long story short, my first sort of, like, um, memory of Amsterdam is that night out (laughs) with Adil and Chin Chin. Yeah. It was really weird because, like, obviously, the situation that I moved to, moved moved for, should I say, was, like, pretty nice. So I got, like, a nice uh, relocation sort of thing. Yeah. So they put me up in this apartment in um, Amsterdam Zout, which was like very, very... It didn't feel like home, let's say that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're from London and you're listening, you can you can compare it to like a Canary Wharf kind of vibe. Okay, Like just yeah. very businessy, um, plush. plush, like... And so 
I don't know. It felt it felt really weird. I felt very disconnected from what I had been used to. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm going to use that word again. It was quite confrontational because it was like, okay, what are you going to do now in it? Like, you're in this new space. You're in this new world. You're in this new way of doing things. Like, it's either like, shouts out to the last episode, it's fight or flight, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. what, how are you going to move from here? So those are my earliest memories, man. I have to say that I'm very grateful for the people that were around me and the people that sort of like welcomed me in and showed me the ropes. And uh, yeah, I think like one of the biggest highlights is when I knew that Kieran was moving because I just knew I was going to have a, a Clay Thompson to my Steph Curry fam. Jeez. How, Splash but how was that for you? How was that for you, Kieran? How do you mean? Coming over? Because, yeah, like you knew I was, I was not, not out here, but I was out here in Amsterdam. Yeah. How, uh, how, how soon after? Three months, I think. Oh, that's nice, nice. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't for the same company. It was just like it kind of just organically yeah. happened. I don't even think when Yaf was moving out there, I had any any plans or ideas that I would be at all. But I think like when um, the opportunity era came up, I'm about to say arose, arose, right? Yeah, arose. And obviously Yaf and Dilly were out there, and obviously the rest of the TP, Stephen, Jen, Nathan, Ibi. Um, I'm just like. Yeah, like it makes sense. I've already got like people that I know, but the but having Yaf out there in particular, I was just like, I'm gonna be fine. Man's been out there for three months. He's actually done the groundwork for, and I can <laughs> I can go follow his lead in that. And it was just and because we were in a similar stage in life, like it was literally just being like he was like, yo, you need to go like little things like oh, you need to pay for this, you need to pay for this in the hour behind here like this or like. Don't, don't go this way to um, um, one of the squares. I don't know. Go this way. Make sure you have a bike before you, you do anything. It was the first bike I got. First thing I got when I went there was, was a bike. And that's because Yaf was like, no one takes anything around here apart from a bike. Obviously, that's not necessarily true because you can take a tra- tram and train, whatever. But the best mode of transport around the city is definitely a bike. So it was just like little gems and little keys that Yaf could give me as I was coming in. And it made my um, uh, my landing a lot more, like, pleasant. Do you know what I mean? Made it a lot more easier for me to just, like, manoeuvre and literally have someone every weekend to be like, what are you doing? Or every evening be like, yo, what are you doing? And because the city is so small, it's literally, like, 15-minute bike ride anyway. So we spent a lot of time together in, in the, well, for the last three years, bruv. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Last three years. I have to say, like, I have to give an honor- honourable shout out to Dilly. 100%. Like, Adil was probably, like, the person who inspired me the most to even want to live out here. Because he did it 2014, and we would come out and visit him, and we yeah. would, like, just see how the city is and, you know, have aspirations of moving. So when it finally happened, I was like, yes, like, I'm moving to this place. And as mentioned, he took me out the first time. He kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. And um, it was really, really just, yeah. Like if I didn't, if I, if he wasn't here when I moved, I would have been clue. <laughs> I would have literally started from square one. You know what I'm trying to say. So I have to, I have to shout him out. And also, like just the rest of the people that I met in the early stages, the TPs. Um, there were a lot of people from work who who really showed me the ropes. And bro, like I think the first person who sort of connected me to Amsterdam, authentic Amsterdam, was Trevon. Big shouts out to the 
Swag Lord. <laughs> I call him the landlord. I call him the landlord of Amsterdam, bro, because he knows everyone and he's just that guy. He really is. But um, Trevon showed me a lot as well. So I think, yeah, like those, those, are, those are my earliest memories. It's the people, man. It's the people, bro. And like understanding how... Because you know when you're from London, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Like I just felt as though people were just so much more open here yeah, in Amsterdam. for sure. I don't know if you guys feel that as well, like, if, if that was your same experience. Yeah, I did, I did. Right? Like, I don't know, I just felt quite overwhelmed by the niceness here. I was quite, um, like, pleasantly surprised. And every time I would go back to London, I would just feel myself feeling a little bit further away from this place that I grew up in. And some of the ideologies that I had developed from from London I just felt myself becoming more disconnected from them as well and I owe a lot of that to Amsterdam <clears throat> because I feel I feel as though if you just grow up in running one environment your whole life you only know one way of doing something and then when you go to a new environment or a new place it challenges you to either continue doing those things or do something differently and you know like you'd be in Amsterdam and it's just a different culture, as we know. And you'd be like, okay, this doesn't happen in London, but actually, I kind of prefer it this way. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, oh, okay, so if I prefer this this way, what else do I prefer, like, differently? Have I, have I, have I just been accepting life yeah. as it's been presented to me by London, you know? The London lens. Yeah, exactly, bro. Mm-hmm. The London lens. And um, luckily, I got to travel quite a lot with my job. And I was going to... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's a waste, <laughs> man. Hey, the airport security at Schiphol know Yaf by his first name and, like, allow him to go through on this little buggy. Chase, <laughs> I, I believed him. I believed him. So whenever he comes through, they're, like, they're like, oh, Mr. Downs, don't worry. That's, and that's why that's why whenever he's traveling with anybody else, he forgets that we can't go with him. So that's why <laughs> that's why it's so chill more time, isn't it? <laughs> that's why it's more chill. But it's all right, fam. I've seen you in action, blood. <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong, bro. Oh man, but like on the topic of traveling, um, it helped a lot. I moved out here when I was 25, so I was lucky that 25, I believe, is just a year or an age when you begin to develop and mature into yourself anyway. So that parallel to the fact that I'd moved to a completely new location, I feel like it just accelerated that process and truly, truly allowed me to just like zone in on this is who the fuck I am. I'm just going to own it. If it makes me be a bit feel a bit weird to my friends when I go back to London... I don't give a fuck. Like, this is me, innit? Did, did, did some friends that we can affectionately call, like, waste men, any, uh, uh, um, anytime you do anything, oh, because you've been out in damn, you're trying this new thing, and you know, all like, like a little bit of fashion change or a little, a little bit, bit of... A little bit. A little bit of, oh, look at you, bro. You, 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 you're not thinking European, innit, bro? That's what I had. Maybe I'm just talking about European. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was just... Um, you just see that you're... Perspective has changed on things, innit? And, like, my boys that I grew up with, I'm still very, very close to them. All of you guys know. And um, it wasn't that I was looking at them any 
yeah, funny or any differently, but I was looking at myself and my place within our construct differently. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was always this guy, but actually, no, I'm this person, isn't it? I'm, I'm this other thing. And I feel like, yeah, maybe it's an Amsterdam thing, maybe it's a location thing, but you just, you're allowed to truly be yourself and like celebrate who you are. And I don't know, it just, bruv, this place, I owe a lot to this place, man. I owe a lot to this place. I could talk all day about this place, yeah, but you, you men have to ask me all questions. All right, cool. Well, you, you were just talking about uh, people, let's, Let's hear like three of your three or four of your like dopest moments, or like let's just talk about some of your dopest moments in the city. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Okay, dope moment number one: the infamous boat party. I was gonna say that. I wasn't even on that boat. <laughs> I was definitely on land at that time. I didn't even know who you were, but that boat party had to come out. Thank goodness. Please you have the floor, <sighs> bro. That boat. We've spoken about when on your last yeah. map, I believe, right? Yeah. This is just a running theme, fam. Um, do you know what? It was the first time in my life I had made a fool out of myself in front of a huge number of people. And I couldn't care less. <laughs> I couldn't have cared less. I look back at the videos the following day. This was when... Did we talk about the third eye view? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we Great did. Great concept. I think we did. For, those, uh, for the new listeners who we have uh, thankfully acquired since the last episode... Uh, not last episode. Well, yeah, hopefully last episode as well. But since the episode where Kieran left, which is episode number what? Build Ball? 76? 16-7. Yeah, it's like... Let's have a look. I'm, I'm coming for your spot, B. Ah, 68. <laughs> <laughs> you <clock. laughs> Sorry. Um, that, that boat fiasco, that boat situation was simply lit. Um, for a number of reasons, and I think uh, some of them will remain confidential for now, but just simply because it was just like bare people having fun, all on the same vibe. Like, have you ever, have you men ever been in a situation where everyone is just on the same frequency and vibe? Everyone's lip. Oh my God, brother. It's an amazing thing. It, it was the first thing I did, I think. Thing. I was like, one of the first things I did. With oh, you, bro, it was just like this is—is is this Amsterdam? My my introduction to Amsterdam was completely different to your introduction to, to Amsterdam. Bro, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it was. And I was like, if this is it, we're gonna be lit. <laughs> fam, fam, ha, oh, man. So that was crazy. Um, there, there, there were many a night in Bitterzoot where Stephen has been there, Adil's been there, Jenny, uh, Nathan, Ibby, and we're just vibing like. Having so much fun, fam. So much fun. Um, the night's out, I will never, ever forget. And then just like random moments, yeah, where you're cycling through the city yeah, and you'll just have a random awakening. It's like, oh, bro, I live in Amsterdam, bruv. Like, I think we used to say a lot of the time, Kieran, where we were cycling back to somewhere or whatever. And it's like, I live in Amsterdam. Yeah. This is crazy, bruv. <laughs> um, I think also as well, like one of the key things that stands out to me, um, yeah, it's just like when my friends would come out. Yeah. And they think you're some control, they think you're some cultural, like, cultural like Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, you did it, fam. Oh my gosh, you're a legend. You're like, yeah, I am still in it. Or you're, 
or you're cycling around and you ain't using Google Maps. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? You know where you're going, bruv? I'm like, yeah, fam, I live here. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Bro, so... Honestly, like, there was just so much. I think... Also, if I look at... If I look back at the last year and a half... Um, with COVID and stuff, that shapes me quite a lot. Prior to COVID, this is a mad fact, fun fact for you guys. But prior to COVID, I had never been in Amsterdam for longer than three weeks. Oh, yeah. I wonder why that is. Caleb's God of Honor. Exactly. Because <laughs> the staff know him, bruv. <laughs> what I was Man lying. Like, what'd you call it? You know what I was lying? Man, like, what'd you call it? Gerardo and Abdul know him on a first name basis. You know what I'm saying, fam? <laughs> Them no yaf, you know, blood. Them man are just waiting for my... It's like, yo, is Yas Kart ready? Yeah? He's just coming round. <laughs> they seen... No, they, no, no, don't forget. <laughs> he, he, he is so international. He has... He has airport security in Spain <laughs> under like duress escorting him to the fucking tarmac like he's a private jet at that he owns, fam. It's a commercial-owned flight. If he's late, he's late, bro. Yeah. I almost didn't come to this country because Raj, Raj <laughs> said that he wouldn't, 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 Rather with a boss of U-turn mid-air, fam. Them, it's all, it's all, it's them all. yaf moments there, fam. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that, that's actually beautiful that you're able to travel that much because no, no. Oh, you're choking up? You all right? You gonna cry? You gonna cry, nigga? Hmm? <laughs> Sorry, just some like, what do you call real nigga shit? Have a time to time. <laughs> no, because, uh, because not, not only... Not only is Yaf away from home, but he's still um, experiencing other places around the world. And shout out to your job. And I always used to, I always used to tease you for it, but I'm definitely envious. And I think it's a, a great thing for you. And also just like, not only for you as well, but for, I also think what's important about traveling is that it's not only you that gets to experience stuff, it's your family. Because mm. like you could bring back Very like, like, like uh, you could bring back obviously souvenirs and mementos. But you can tell you like your brothers, your sisters, oh yeah, I went to Hong Kong, this is how it is. So they're not gonna know until they experience it, but they'll have an awareness of it. You understand? So like, then the next time, like you know, Atlanta. Very true, man. Or what do you call it? Or JD speaks to somebody from somewhere. They can be like, "Oh yeah, I heard." Because my brother, you understand? That's a powerful tool, bro. Like it can really change the mindsets of not only you but others around you. Sorry, I've taken the mic way too much. No, I, I've been. I feel like I've been speaking too long. So you man, please chip in where you can. We're boy. chipping in, but it's your this episode. episode was, <laughs> let's, let's, let's fill this episode with some other audience. Um, <laughs> Um, you man might have the different experiences, but I think a good segment will be trying to pinpoint, or if you can, the first time you met Yaf in Amsterdam. Now, once again, if we have acquired you uh, at some point over this out of home journey and you haven't heard the first episode, you wouldn't know that everyone knew each other aside from me upon arriving to Amsterdam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first time I met Yaf might have been. England versus Belgium in the in the in the World Cup, and I think it might have been on that like Rembrandt plan. Am I correct? Rembrandt plan? And you wearing your 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 away Nike shirt. I was like, this is a tall, this is a tall, pleasing fellow. <laughs> Am I correct? And I also believe the first time I met you, maybe was it? And then you, and then like there was all this love around you. I was like, oh yeah, cool maybe. man, cool, cool, cool. 
um, do you do you, do you, do you, uh, do you work for this company? You're like, no. You're different. <laughs> be like me. Be like me. And um, no, I just remember meeting Yaf then and thinking, oh, this is a really nice brother. Like you know, like polite, cultured, like well mannered. I never would have known two things. And I never would have known that we would have grown to be such friends. But I never would have known that he had the, he, he had the capabilities and the foresight to grow a beard like this, fam. Because back then, he wasn't rocking a beard like this. He really wasn't. He, he really he, wasn't. He was looking like polite Percy, fam. Polite <laughs> Percy? <laughs> and I was looking like bad, um, bad man Benji, fam. It's, it's very different still. It's very different. When, um, so when you that, first met uh, Yas, did you have short hair? I, 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 I would have had hair like this. Really? Did I meet? No, I no. Meet this. No, not even, not even. I, I would have had a, a more European car. I would have had maybe a, li- a little like Amsterdam part did or something. I? Oh, did he have some? Yeah. Yeah, he's asking you. Oh. Oh, yeah, different haircut as well, fam. Mm. Sorry, bro. Because, yeah, different haircut. Yeah, different haircut. Yeah, it's a whole different vibe, fam. Trust. Bear tattoos as well. No, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when you man can maybe like pinpoint the first time that, you that I met Yaf. met Yaf for the first time in Amsterdam. Or, in Amsterdam. Or, or first time I met Yaf was um, in Nike Town. I think um, one of a mutual friend of ours came into the store and was looking was, was looking for me, right, Yaf? Yeah, someone we both know was looking for me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And like, I think they, he's like, yo, do you know some brother called Kieran? He's like, ah. Oh. He's like, tall, like, tallish brother, dark skin, um, works in customer service. He's, I think Yaf was like, yeah, yeah, I probably... No, I can take you to customer service. So he just followed him upstairs, I think. And that's where I met Yaf. And like from then, it was just like, I think Yaf used to work on ground floor. Was it ground and second or second and ground, yeah? Yeah. So he was on my floor. So I would just see him. Uh, yeah, I was on his floor. I was on his floor. <laughs> I was on his floor in a tiny corner. And I, he just come around and we just kick all the time. But like we, it was, it was, I feel like it was like, Obviously, he was close to the deal at that time as well. I was, I was very close to a deal too, and we and there was like a bunch of us that was just like cool, and we just like um, because I would only work two days a week, them lot would work like four or five days a week, and they'd spend a lot more time. So I'd come and dot in every so often, but when I did, it would just be mad vibes in it. So just like clicked from there, really, spend more time with each other with a deal, me and Yaf, and then um. When Dilly left and I'd come back down to London, I'd just hang out with Yaf at 
after like work or something. And then sometimes, sometimes we'd go out, and it yeah. Like sometimes we've, so yeah, some sometimes we'd hit up hit up Shoreditch on a on a late one on a Saturday or a Sunday. But um, I I wouldn't I'd say like our actual like, and then he left. He left when he left, and he came back. That's when I was like, now nah, I have to make a concerted effort to come like check you off when he's back at home in it, because I hadn't seen him and that's and like I respected our friendship as much. And then went out to went out to see Dilly with him. And then moved out. And I think since then, it's just been like my brother, innit? <laughs> we have um, a spillage. Uh, Yaf is making us some bad boy drinks. And we had a little bit of, of a, um, accident on the carpet. But um, Stephen, could you take it away, please, about when you first met Yafri Atkins? Um, true star. Can't actually remember. It's just feel like it's just been a part... <laughs> but um, I remember flashes of moments. I can't remember if it was his first, second, or third. Flashes um, of brilliance, man. Exactly. Spark brilliance, man. Um, <laughs> uh, Sopranos sticks in mind. That what, night, bro. What, what that night. night. What happened? Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but I don't know what you said. And uh, I said, um, I remember, well, I don't remember Sopranos, but. Um, <laughs> I was I was there. It was a bit of a ma- yeah. Spirit. Oh, it's a bar. Okay, okay. Was it not? What was it called? Is it not Sopranos? Sopranos. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That place. Um, it was an eventful night. Um, I wish I could fill you in the details, but that would be on the out of home after dark. So that that was a. It, it led me going in a complete opposite direction home, and then Yaf actually had to uh, call me a cab. And then I had to pay him back the next day. But like, it was, I was in a completely, I was in a different time zone. I wasn't even in wrong. I was in zone one to 16. I was in another dimension, fam. I will never forget, yeah, when I called Stephen, <laughs> picked up, and I was checking to see if he was on his way home. And his response was, and I quote, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, bro? <laughs> Are you on your way Man home? Are you stuck? Are you lost? Uh, oh, fucking hell, brother. Uh, so, so that, that, that was what... In, in Amsterdam, I can't actually remember when we first... Probably as soon as we got here, we probably went out and it was probably bitter, to be honest with you. But um, I remember our, our fun times at uh, Amsterdam FC. Uh, that that was... yeah. So Yaf, Yaf being Yaf, everybody has to pay a membership to um for this football club, Yaf has managed to finesse not paying any membership, which obviously was a mad thing. Like I'm turning up every week and I'm paying. This guy is has been paid for by by the soccer gods, by by Johan Cruyff. Don't say finesse. Don't say finesse, bruv. It was I didn't finesse it. It was offered to me, bro. That's a finesse, fam. That's a finesse. No, finesse is oh. what something you have to work for. But does this guy does this guy look like he breaks a sweat for anything? Johan Cruyff descended hey. down, descended down from the heavens to hand man a free football scholarship club. Johan Cruyff was alive and well during them times, but anyway. So, so yeah, we had we had it was, it, that was actually quite a lot of fun actually playing. Um... <laughs> Did it ever occur to you? Never mind. <laughs> uh, go go for it, skip. Do it, do it, skip. <laughs> Said, uh, said, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's funny, sir. 
But um, but you know that that was that was fun because it's just like turning up an away day with nine players and they're just like looking looking across the dressing room like yeah, just knowing we're gonna get pam today. But the question is about questions like how much, how much, and then probably my, my best moment on the football field was as one of the opposition lined up a free kick from forty yards out. Um, me and Yaf are in the wall looking at the goalkeeper like, do you want a wall? And my man, this guy from the Bauma, but I'm on his back, fam, said no, he doesn't want any wall. <laughs> I was bemused. I was looking at Yaf. I was like, yes, this guy said he doesn't want a wall, but we always make a wall. It's a rules. You always have a wall, free kick. So needless to say, we bowed to this peer pressure and this ball proceeded to go top bins. And I looked to Yaf and I said, this is the last game I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Huh? What was it? Current. Stephen was back next week for that same content, bruv. <laughs> oh, he loves it. That, that, that was where you took the image of where I was like uh, lying down on the floor with my legs are like, lactic acid and um, went, went downhill from there. Um, and then, yeah, I think so. Those are the, those are the moments I remember, I remember bidless, yeah, and also like the the probably the greatest the the greatest night in this apartment was the night of the flower power. Oh, that was a great. Oh, night. I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, unbeknownst to <laughs> and true true yeah fashion, not even part of, not even briefed <laughs> on the bands, somehow. Is a partaker of it anyway, because, <laughs> because <laughs> the spider sense was tingling, <laughs> and he and he sense he sense content. So um, the joke was basically me wearing the same outfit as a deal, and um, so, it, it was a golden floral. Yes, it was a golden floral tracksuit. It wasn't golden; it was black. Okay, it's black and gold, fam. You went there. Okay, cool. And then um, sound garish. I tried, I tried to save you, but no, it continued. It was garish, but um, <laughs> the means justified the the ends justified the means. Um, so like, so me and Jenny, we've aligned everything up, and then Jenny texts me, was like, "You won't fucking believe it. Yaf's wearing the same pants." I'm like, "I'm losing my mind here because like, Yaf is not in on this. It's just friendly bystander." And the funny thing is, like, the deal was cool with Yaf. Wait, that was fine. So, oh yeah, 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 safe, bro. Like, cool. Sharing a beer, musing, if you would like. I turned up. We we're all like hyped for fifteen minutes, and then the atmosphere turned. It turned. It turned like milk had been left out on the counter for a couple of days. It turned that quickly, um, but that was probably one of the greatest content moments in the F Studios. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna gonna miss that that view from the six. Or from the fourth, <laughs> from the fourth, and I'm gonna miss those uh, those badly engineered uh, elevator buttons, which deserve an episode on its own. <laughs> they they freak me out every day, bro. They freak me out. So basically, like, nah, it's it's, it's it'll be hard to explain. Still, basically, the 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 uh, the, the elevator in Yaf's apartment complex, um, the person like designing the buttons and, and the like layout of it, just basically like took a day off. <laughs> when like he should have finalized everything and it's, it, it looks very incomplete but it's been complete for the last couple of years um, yeah man man like Yaf bro trust me bro back in London so yes if you weren't if you're asking yourself and had the goal or the actual temerity, temerity. to think oh is our phone gonna be okay big person or homo sapien <laughs> our phone will be fine <laughs> we 
are now going to be a fully fledged two, two pronged attack, fam. Exactly. We will have myself and Stephen holding it down in the plus three one. Never representing West Africa and and and, and the, what do you call it? The South Side brothers that have torn apart London, Toronto, Trinidad, capital Trinidad, poor Spain, Ibiza, Jupiter, and any other places you could think of are going to be holding it down in South London. Splash Brothers are back, bringing you the vibes. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's what will be happening. Um, So, do you know what's really funny? Uh, We've had what's this? This is ninety-eight episodes, and we have hardly spoken about the places in which we've worked at, for good reason or whatever reason. Um, But it'd be lovely to hear some of the things that you've done in the last, like in your time in Amsterdam that you're super proud of. And um, maybe a little bit about like what you're about to do as well. I think that'd be dope to hear. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, So, as Kieran alluded to, we both met in a store, um, Nike Town, London, which is just a legendary place. Trust me. I started working there in 2012 um, during the Olympics. And it was kind of at this time where, like all of us, wanted to be a professional football player. I was playing semi-pro. I was playing for a team called um, Two in a Mitchum, which is in the Rhyme and... I don't even know who, who the sponsor is, but it's like it's not one level anymore, below the conference. Like, yeah, it's yeah, changed, hasn't it? It's like Varamara or something like that. Yeah, something mad. Something crazy. Um, but anyway... I've, uh, I was trying to become a pro, basically, playing semi-pro, and I had this injury, which was reoccurring, and it, meant, it made me feel like I had a constant groin strain. Now, if you've played football, and you're playing football for groin strain, you know it. Painful. The worst, Painful. bro. You know what I'm trying to say? So, for a while, it's, honestly, it's taken me like six months to diagnose this issue, because it was a really acute injury called a sports hernia. So a, her- a normal hernia is like very visible. You can see it. It's, it's easily diagnosable. And a sports hernia is it's, it's like the same symptoms, but you just can't see it. So they put me on a bunch of rehab programs. Just took long, bro. And all in between is I can't play football because yeah. it's painful, isn't it? So in that time period... I think I remember that, actually. Yeah, yeah right? I think I do. Because I was working yeah, at the was, time. Was. I remember the game, bro. I was 19 at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was 19, yeah. bruv, at this point. And I said to myself, all right, let me do what a normal 19-year-old does. Because I'd been going ham, innit? It's probably the reason I got the injury. I was just overworking mm. my body. And I started going out a bit more. I got my driver's license. I got this job at the store. And it's so weird, bro. Like, I applied for the job on the last day that you could apply for it. The reason why I'd, I was hesitant to apply was because the store is a very known location and something had happened in my area uh, a few months prior where basically some guys attacked me and my brother because they thought we was part of some yeah. rival gang. Um, and it was it was like a very traumatizing experience, to be honest, man. Like, got jumped from the back. And they just just like weighing in on us, innit? 
um, they even they had like knives and shit. And the police had caught it on the CCTV and like responded very quickly. If they hadn't responded so quickly, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Like, could have been mad, innit? And I was a bit traumatized from that. And I just remember walking for a few weeks after. And every time I'd walk, I'd just be looking behind my back because it was just a really weird situation, you know? So I, I nearly didn't apply because of that. But then I just said to myself, do you know what, yeah? Just apply for this thing. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But don't let what this negative experience, um, what, don't let this negative experience affect what could be possible to you, innit? So I applied for this job, cool. As most 19-year-olds can allude to, we spend a lot of our time playing Call of Duty until the early hours of the morning. And so I had done that on one of these nights and was awoken the next morning by a phone call. And the phone call was from a recruiter for Nike, for the store. And she was like, hey, we got your application, just wanted to have a quick conversation with you to see, to find out some more about you. Obviously, it's a phone call interview, isn't it? But I you don't have a clue that it is right now, innit? <laughs> anyway, yeah, long story short, don't ask me how, but I managed to twang this conversation, yeah? And they've invited me to an assessment center, which is their form of, it's like, it's, it's a group. Sorry, sorry. You have to like, don't ask me how, but bro, man's been seeing you finesse conversations for a very long time, so it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Anyhow, continue. <laughs> You have to remember, I'm, I'm, I haven't worked yeah. at this point. The only work I've done, only jobs I've done is, is mm. coaching mm. jobs, which is in my, yeah, it's yeah, comfortable yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, it's in my field. Um, so the assessment center comes, I remember it vaguely, got through and got offered the job. And I was like, sick, this is dope. Got a job at Nike Town. If you're from ENDS, if you're from London and you know Nike Town, getting a job there yeah, is trust. the pinnacle mm. of retail, especially if you're into sports, isn't it? Facts. So actually, right? when you think of when you deep it and you think about it, like, yeah, it's true. As a nineteen-year-old, yeah, that's a yeah. dream job, uh, especially at that time as well. Around that time, bro, trust. So then, I remember my first couple of days. Actually, I remember my first day, and I was, I think I started at around eleven o'clock. But for some reason, I thought I was a big man now, and I've got a job, so I woke up mad early for no reason, <laughs> like seven o'clock. <laughs> These times, my shift starts in four hours. Millionaire, millionaire mindset, man. Billionaire mindset, bro. From early. Bruv. Wake up early. <laughs> and I've, I've got up yet. But because I wasn't... I just told you, I was, I was used to playing Call of Duty all night, innit? So because I wasn't used to waking up this early, I said to myself, what do people who have a job do in the mornings, innit? And so I switched on the news, fam. Yo. <laughs> the news. You're a real guy, bro. Fam. This is what I mean, fam. This is ready. <laughs> ready to play the part, you know, Kwame. <laughs> and it's so mad, bro, because on the news, it just so happens on the news, um, there was a lady from John Lewis who was telling her mm. story about the fact she used she started working on the shop floor in John Lewis. Look at that, fam. Look, wild. He ain't told me that story before, bro. That's crazy. a crazy, crazy one. That's crazy. Full mad. circle moments. <laughs> just watching this film I was like is this a sign like anyway whatever instantly Kwame is faded right I'm a lab world my brother faded I faded but this is a very long story Continue. anyway um I remember going into the store and it was during the London 2012 Olympics. 
Wow, what a year. So you can imagine all of the what energy, all of the sick yeah. products, all of the athletes that were coming into the store. And I was just so amazed slash confused slash excited. I said, this place is fucking mm. sick. Somehow I want to work here and be behind some of the things that are happening in it. This is me at 19. So, and I, I would remember when an athlete would come into the store, I would just be so amazed. Like, wow, I have a job where I can physically yeah. be yeah. this close to mm. Like, where, where else? What other company can That's you do that? Sick. You know? Like, there's, I have to, bro, like, like, to have, Nike no. is one of the sickest. The reason why I say it's sick, for you at 19, to see that and also see it as a thing where it's like, this is a sick place to be. Because really and truly, if you think about all the other jobs that you could be, the closest thing that you would get to some of those athletes is actually just being an athlete yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like you being exactly. able to recognize that as an individual, especially a 19-year-old who was playing football as well, right? And be like, oh, actually, this might be a, a different route for me to kind of be in a similar, similar scenario. Bro, that takes a lot. That's a different sort of mindset to have... I, it's, it's sick to have that. I think I was just at a point where I knew I could, if I carried on playing, I could be a decent yeah. football player. I could play Conference Prem League 2 max. But then there was just something that spoke to me. And you know, I tried to just be guided by my intuition and my instinct. There was just something that spoke to me. So bearing in mind at this point, I've got this job. I'm in the store. I'm amazed. But I still don't really know what I want to do in life. I'm 19 years old. And I forgot to mention the fact that I was offered this job as a temporary worker to cover the Olympics, basically. Oh, so okay. normally what stores yeah. do is they hire in temp staff to cover the, the, the increased footfall. Yeah, so I was one of those, which gave me a little bit of a um, something to work towards, actually. And I remember uh, after about three months, they offered me a permanent contract. And that felt like a success to me. That felt like yeah. a big win. And then from there, I just carried on pushing. I was given a promotion. It's weird because one of the keen listeners of the show, Kyle... You got Kyle, Kyle, man. Every single time, brother. Every time, bro. Every time. Kyle was, in the context of the store, two levels above me at this moment. And he was... He had a chat with me because there was a role going around called Digital Specialist, which was basically like a cool experiential role where you train other staff members on product and you kind of bring the campaigns to life mm. in the store. And I remember it came up here yeah, and I didn't apply for it because I didn't feel like I was ready. I, I held myself to very yeah. high standard. I just didn't think I was ready. Kyle came up to me. I remember, bro, I was on the Was he disappointed? Floor. I was playing with some basketball and he's like, bro, I heard that you didn't apply for the job because you didn't think you was ready. I was like, yeah, man, you know, like, I just need a bit more experience. He's like, that's bullshit. And, bruv, this is so wow. crazy. Like, it's all coming back to me. So that job had been posted. They did a round of applications and no one got the job. <laughs> so it's almost like Kyle said, bruv, apply for the job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the you know what I'm saying? I'd love to get Kyle's perspective on this. <laughs> we need to hear it, fam. We need to. <laughs> So... Anyway, I've applied for the job and yes, I got it. But they get so they gave me the job because the lady who was doing it previously was doing a stretch assignment 
at the corporate office. What's a stretch for those that don't understand what a stretch is? A stretch is when um, someone's given an opportunity, but it's not their full-time job. So it's agreed for a certain amount of time, this person will do this different job, but um, after this agreed time, they're going to come back into the role that they're paying for. Why are you laughing, bro? I just remember... I just remember like someone from your company was saying to me, "Yeah, man, like I gotta do stretch." I'm like, "You gotta bend, yeah. You gotta do a little bird, fam. I gotta ride that little, ride that M charge in it, fam." No, no, but they actually meant like you said a little assignment in it. I just think it's weird that my brain was like, "That's why, bro. That's why I said explain for those that don't know what a stretch is, bro." Yeah, I was like, yeah, I had a little stretch, but I was, I, I, had to, I had to like, I had to like, what you could like, sit down for a sec, but I did their push ups, innit? Came out. But if, when you think about the context of what the stretch is, you come out stronger, you come out a little bit more wiser. So it's the, the same, same shit, shit. Bro. So it's they call it stretch. <laughs> hey, by the way, this, this episode isn't sponsored by Rawberry, but it's close to it, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely close. <laughs> Oh shit! What was we so saying? No, you you had a stretch. stretch. Yeah, yeah. Stretch. <laughs> Did your lie down? So that um that uh that also gave me something to work towards. So in my first role, I was a temporary temporary staff member, and I was like, okay, something to work towards. In this next job, they said, yep, this person, so you're just covering this time period. When they come back, you know, you're back into your normal into your um sales and social role just gave me something to work towards again. I was like, all right, cool. For this time I'm in this job, I'm going to work fucking hard. I'm going to show everything that I can do. And thankfully, after doing that for about a year and a half, I was offered a sick job, um, which took me to Manchester. And that job was an Ekin job, which is basically Nike spelt backwards. And the whole concept of that role is you know the company inside out, back to front. And you're just like the product geek, you know everything about the company, you know the brand, and you engage with athletes, retailers, consumers, and you basically, you're, you're the face yeah. of the brand, essentially. And I remember that they gave me two things and said, go and do your thing, big man. They gave me an Excel spreadsheet with all of the, the people that I needed to engage with in this area. And as a 22 or 3-year-old, 22-year-old, they gave me a fucking brand new... Jeez. I was like... Was it, was it unmarked? Was it... Was it nah, <laughs> Shout out to the podcast. No, but like... But like... Uh, but like... Was it... Was it branded? No, 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 no. no. Was it a personal car? Man was yeah, with yeah, him. yeah. And um, And then I had to figure out the rest from there. So I moved to Manchester. Rented, stayed with my great aunt. Stayed with my great aunt, which was a very interesting experience within itself and was also something that took me mm. out of my comfort zone then finally got my place and brother was mad so one day you would be so i was based in manchester one day you would be in liverpool talking to a jd in aintree the next day you'll be in a dw sports in macclesfield the same the very same day you could be in a runner's need in york bruv do you know how far york yeah. is yeah <laughs> always sounds fun yes I do bro and you'd be in this running store yeah talking to two people that you've driven two hours to go and sp- who do not give a shit about Nike they do not care about what you're there to mm. tell them 
they, they want what's best for their store and, and can they get this much units at the best price, I think, right? And all yes, and also they don't think Nike is an authentic running brand. They think Nike is just a lifestyle brand. It's like, get out of my store, man's ASICs out here, innit? Or, or Brooks. Yes, like those. So you I'm coming here happy go lucky 22-year-old trying to tell them, and they're just not having it. So and then equally, you could go into a JD sports and talk to a 17-year-old kid who doesn't give a shit either. They both don't give a shit. It's just yeah. different contexts and and everyone in between. So that really taught me the science of how to connect with people because what I did was I found out about those people. Mm. I found out mm. what they like. I found out who they are. I found out what their stories were. And before I even got to talk business, I started, I just, we yeah. just spoke. I might speak to my man from wherever and we'll talk about Formula One because I know that that's what mm. they're into. And so, yeah, that really allowed me to... to <clears throat> Tap into the science of people and understand, like, oh, this is how. Did you, you always to have the curiosity for people, or did that that job in particular give you uh, like a a, a a more of a feeling for it? Um, I think I've always been yeah. curious mm. in general, <clears throat> but this allowed me to really discover and do it on such okay. a scale. Because I was doing it yeah. every day. Yeah. And so it allowed me to kind of find mm-hmm. shortcuts, if yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I know how to get to to the, to the to, to where I need to get to yeah. quicker than it would have taken me yeah, at the start, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, man, that job was sick. Like, had a lot of fun. Just driving around, did a lot of London to Manchester drives. Many of many. them. Then finally, like, got asked to move back to London to do a similar job um, which was sick I think like that job felt like a blur I was in for about two years because there was just so much mm. happening bro like so much happening um, towards the end of it I started working with a team over in Amsterdam I started working I met a guy called Odie and Cass t- two guys called Odie and Cass who had the sickest the job them. like shouts out yeah. to them man um, and their job was basically called Athlete Insights <laughs> and the first time I spoke to them and they told me what they do, I was like, wait, you get paid to do what? (laughs) And basically, they would fly around to different parts of Europe talking to different athletes and were beginning to start to talk to consumers or, you know, like everyday people who engage with Nike and buy the product or maybe those Mm. who don't to find out from an athlete perspective, all right, like, what can Nike do better? Um, test new products with them and get feedback on what needs improving or whatever. And um, I was like, how, how, how can I, how can I be involved? Didn't even ask for a job. I just said like, how can I support yeah. you guys? Because it was just so interesting mm-hmm. to me. I wanted to find out more about that mm-hmm. world, innit? And um, yeah, I, I, I supported them for quite a while, maybe like nine months, a year even. With no guarantee that anything was going to happen, but I was just really passionate and interested about it because you use the word insight in a job and to get to an insight, you've got to be super curious and you've got to like genuinely care. And that was something that was just abundantly a part of me, mm-hmm. you know? So I said, like, wow, there's a job that allows you to tap into this fucking man. So sick. And then after a while, like the job came up mm-hmm. and I applied for it, went for it got offered the job and that was just mad because I knew that it would involve me having to relocate having to move Mm. to Amsterdam 
And um, yeah, man, I just remember getting the news and telling my dad. And as we know from episode one, <laughs> man had no idea, bro, what was going on. He had no idea. But you have to remember, guys, yeah. So this, so this role would involve, in my contract, it was 70% travel. 70% travel. That was part of my <clears throat> of my contract. You were talking to some of the best athletes yeah. in the world, some of the best clubs mm. in the world. Chelsea, Barcelona, mm. PSG, England, France. Continue, Cra- Like crazy Continue, stuff. In- crazy. <laughs> um, and it was really surreal for me when I felt... So when I got the offer, I remember I was in Nike Town, London with a friend called Mercedes and I was just check- catching up with her. And the offer came up and I looked at my phone and they give you, they basically give you a pie chart. They show you what your salary is and they show you what your, um, what's the word? Like what your relocation, Mm. um, not expenses are, but like your relocation, what they'll give you extra. And I looked and I saw the total sum. I was like, oh my days. I have secured (laughs) the bag. And you know what? Like coming from a place where you're from, like you, you realize you're like, oh, there's money to be made, bro. Bro, <laughs> never thought I'd be making that much money in my life. <laughs> never you thought. Think the only people that necessarily get paid certain amounts of money, and all like that's obviously people that play football, like entertainers and everything. There's a there's a certain level that they get to, yeah. And I think. Because we grew up around, like, well, we grew up with the parents that we had and the jobs that they had and the salaries that they had that we knew that they had, yeah? We thought that anyone else that had, like, a normal job was getting paid at a certain level, innit? it? Without, without yeah. having, doing the research on, or the knowledge. And I think this is really important to talk about, like, having the knowledge of, like, what the actual, like, scope of, like, salaries were, yeah? So us, like, not necessarily making it playing football and being like, right, man, I to get a quote-unquote normal job for then for then for you to then get a job where you're like oh 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 it opens up your whole fucking horizons doesn't it It, it's so crazy bro like continue sorry I just need to add that in there because it's important for like people especially like maybe a younger a younger audience that may listen to this as well it's like you don't necessarily have to be going for that one thing that you think is the the be all and end all. There's like there's there's a there's a whole plethora of, of um, roles around that industry that you're hoping to get into as well. Yeah, and I think as well, Kieran, what's a good point to to, to pause on is everything happens so mm. organically. With it does. Me as well. It does, bro. I think it does. When you when you're really like when you're just genuinely passionate about mm. certain things, and you're you're keen and you're interested. These roles sort they of do, find bro. you and they come they to really you. They really do. Didn't even know this job existed when I first heard about it. And then a year later, I was I was doing that job, you know? So I think it's always very interesting. Not interesting, yeah, important. Yeah. I remember listening to Kobe Bryant, like RIP to the legend, um, interview. And he's talking about um, the brands that he invests in post-career. And he says that, it's very important to invest in brands that are an extension of who he is as a person That's and what he believes in. And I feel as though jobs are the same thing. 
job should job should be an extension of who you are, what you believe Facts. in, what you want to do in this world. Facts. And from yeah, from an early age, I was very driven by that. I was very driven by wanting to do things that I was genuinely interested in. So anyway, land this athlete insights job, and at this point, you man, I'm 25 yeah. I've moved out of my parents' house in my one bedroom that was my sanctuary to Amsterdam, living in the fucking studios, bro. And working... I remember when I said at 19, I'm not going to be a footballer, but I want to somehow work in yeah. football one day. To, so you have to mm-hmm. imagine this. I've moved to this place, amazing house, fucking rooftop, living right. life, did bro. It. And working you with it, athletes, bro. working you in football. It. You did it, bro. I was like, it was a bit surreal for me because I'm like, okay, where do I, like, what do you I do? You did it, yeah. As in, as in, yeah, you, did, exactly. you did everything that young Yaf said he was going to do. And I think it's really important for you to sit in that and to know that, bro, and for me to tell you and for, you, for Kwame to tell you and uh, your people to tell you, bro, you did it. But it's not the end. <laughs> no, and do you know what? This is where I have to shout out my boy Cass again one more time because I remember when very early on into the job, yeah, I was just gassed about everything mm. I was doing. After two, like for two weeks after starting the job, I flew to Paris and did some stuff there. After about a month yeah. and a half, I just remember talking to him, just like how much fun I'm having, like how um, how blessed I feel to be in a row. And he's like, "Look, yeah, like." I want you to really understand that you're in this role because you're the you were the best person for this job, and by all means, like be excited, like you know, have fun, do what you do. But just remember, you were the best yeah. person for this. So, as much as you're happy to be in this job, Nike should Nike are very happy to have you in this job because you were the best person. Can for we it. pause on this point as well, please? I think it's really important for people who may suffer from their own um what's the word uh imposter syndrome when they when they mm. yeah. everyone has everyone sometimes does, I find, I've, I've argued on this podcast that it's, it's sometimes good to have a little bit of it but to your point and to your and to Cassie's point about you it's really important that if you've stepped into a role that you might be thinking oh this is amazing and like Maybe I shouldn't really have it. The reason why the people that you had the the reason why the people that hired you hired you were because was because you were the best at you of all the candidates for you to hire. Which means like sometimes I know sometimes might some people might step into new roles and they might feel like I shouldn't say anything or let me be quiet here or let me not step up. No, you the reason why you're here is so that we can have your opinion, your voice, and what you're what you're thinking about certain things, isn't it? So I feel like, and I know this is quite slightly different to what you're saying, but still in a similar vein. It's like I think we should you should always know, like, yeah, the brand that you're working or the people that you're working for should they should be grateful that you're in the position that you're in because they've said they've given you that role to be like, no, this person's the best person for it. Okay, you're gonna say something? No, no, sorry, I just about to. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. You're gonna cut? No, no. That's just oh, that was it. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> this guy, bro. <laughs> no, 
Kieran, you're right, man. You're right, bro. Um, that and that conversation with Cass like really changed. I've told him this already. Just really changed my perspective on everything in general. Because do you know what it is, bro? When you come from a humble background, yeah, you're on. You, you're treading this fine line of wanting to be super grateful yeah. for this job and super grateful for an opportunity and super grateful for what you're doing because you know, bare people would love to do yeah. this job. Back at, back in ends. Look, yeah, bruv, trust, all over. But then at the same time, it's like, almost need a bit of, I don't want to call it arrogance, but you need to own it yeah. at the same time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I am the best person Thanks. for this job. So I found that quite tough to navigate initially. But once I switched perspective and I took his advice, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, I see. And then, yeah, I just physically and metaphorically was flying from there, bro. Like, it was mad. Um, had some dope experiences, did some really cool stuff, worked some, on some amazing projects, travelled with football clubs where you have the, the police uh, motorcycle <laughs> on either side of the, the coach escort. escorting you through. Yeah, you had the escort. That's a escort, you know. <laughs> went on chartered flights with clubs, went on pre-season tours with clubs, like just did mad cool stuff in it. And um, yeah, got to travel, bro. Amazing, got to bro. travel and... Um, so I started this job in March. In July, I went to Portland. From Portland, I went to San Diego. From San Diego, I went to LA. And then from LA, I took a personal trip to Toronto. That was a crazy one. That was I've all, had this that one. That is a crazy life. story. Great story. <sighs> the Nando's gate always gets me. <laughs> Nando's. <laughs> Met a lady from London. And she was at what? You come out here to work for Nando's. And he just left. <laughs> Whip off the apron. Shouts out to Ish. Shouts out. <laughs> but the, the goal and the temerity of that woman to fix her lips to say that to this complete stranger that had left his home to build a new life. Uh, I mean, she might have helped him, but it's quite rude. rude. And, and like you said earlier, yeah, very confrontational. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> Oh, man, but honestly, like, job was sick. Got to travel all across Europe. Went to Qatar, a lot of places in America. Um, you went to somewhere, Hong Kong or something like that, right? Hong Kong was a personal thing. Personal thing, yeah, yeah, um, And then, anyway, did, did, did that job for a while. And then my last job was as a brand manager for Nike, um, which was dope. Did it for the last nine months. And just had a ball, bruv. Like, if you work in marketing for Nike... <clears throat> it's one of those things that you just check on your CV and it's like, okay, <clears throat> when it comes to marketing, this guy knows what he's doing because he's done it for Nike. Yeah, but there are other sports companies in the world though. 100%. just want to say that for the record. Steph Curry, shout out to you, my brother. Nike is number one though. Um, and then, uh, yeah, along the way, I've met some incredible people, man. Incredible leaders um, and just people who have <clears throat> inspired me. And then now I move into a job which is in still in sport, but for a different a company that operates in a different industry. Um, so now I'm going to be doing athlete marketing slash partnerships for Facebook. Come on, dog! Clap it up one time. And obviously, with that comes. Instagram, so a lot of my work will be with Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, just helping athletes connect with their audiences, helping them connect with their fans, um, just helping them do their thing, bruv. You know what I'm trying to say? A social media consigliere. Consigliere. Um, and then one of the other things that I'll be... Yeah, man. Bruv, it's, it's amazing, bruv. To, to, to be on this journey with you, to see your progression um, professionally and personally has been a pleasure. To watch you grow as a man has been nothing sort of amazing. To see the people you inspire from your family to people that you just meet on a random one-off occasion, bruv. Like, there's something special about you, bro. And I and I hope the world continues you, to see you shine, bro. On a real, on a on a big, on a big one, bro. I'm so proud of the things that you've Thank done, you, the things that you will continue to do. Um, fam, listen. We about to set the city alight, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, that was the vodka speaking. I'll I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bleep that out. Oh, not joking, but no, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, yeah. bro, I'm I'm so proud of you, bro. So proud of you as well, man. Uh, honestly, like I've said it many, many times before, like my ego is not allowing me to really accept. Uh, <laughs> Oh. No, no, no. Uh, what's the word? Uh, comprehend what's happening. Because I'm like, oh, Key's left. I'm still mad close to him. I see him every week. It'll be fine. Like, you have to go to London, innit? Like, he, like, he, like, he, he gets my blessing. Because when Key left the first, I was very angry. He was. Minute, you understand? <laughs> and I was like, no, Yaf can go. But when you go, I'm like, no, he's left. I'm angry. For him. I'm angry. I'm fully angry. Because, like, it's like obviously, we're, we're still going to be very tired. But it's like the little things, isn't it? It's no, like, you, man. like seeing you in a dirk and, and having a joke about Abby wearing, like, a Joga Bonita shirt. Capoeira instructor. <laughs> Trust me, fam. Like, little things like that. Or, like, there was one time we were utter pricks. And we went to Vatican. And we were just sh- shelling people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> about their appearance and their, and, and their, and their like, demeanor. But actually, I'm happy because I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love when things actually have a, 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 not a full circle, but there's a link from the beginning mm. to the end. And I, and I learned in like key stage three, if you, if you want to be at the top of your class, you should link your answers in English or science or maths to, from what you started mm. at the beginning, especially in English. But what I will say this, remember I was saying earlier about your traveling affects your family and inspires your family. Don't think for a second, bro, if you didn't come to Amsterdam... J- Jadine would have would have ever came to Amsterdam, and she was here for a second. You know, she had a great internship. Obviously, like you know, COVID kind of cut that short. But bro, until her her later years, that that I'm sure it does even now. That memory and experience of of leaving mm-hmm. London as a as a as a young person, as a young lady, we, we, she learned some invaluable things about herself and mm-hmm. others, isn't it? That's because you opened the door or the key, so to speak. You understand, like. It's actually a beautiful thing, bro. And um, but like he said, bro, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to know you. I'm so proud to call you like you know a, a brother in arms. Like like you know one of them ones where it's like, oh yeah, like I'm working with um so and so. Yeah, that's my guy, bro. That's my guy. But 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 before it would have been like, oh yeah, I know him. That I mean, that, um, that's what that, that's what was like when uh, when Kieran made serious things. Serious things. Oh yeah, I know him now. That is that fully, is a fully fledged, to myself, like yeah, bro. for real. You're like, no, no, no. You that's my brody, fam. Like, 
Right. <laughs> you know what's them ones? like, are you brothers? Yeah. Like, you know what them ones? They're like, yeah, But no, but no, but honestly, like, yeah, yeah, you're a very intelligent human being, very For sincere, real. very authentic, very caring as well. Like, you're, yeah, 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 you have the spirit that makes sure that whenever someone enters a new place, a new vicinity, they are sure looked they after and they feel welcome. Um, so yeah, shout out to you. And um, it, it's, 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 it's actually a skill which I think you all use for a very long time and even for us as we go forward I think that'll be a beautiful thing to to harness but yeah man um uh, Pampy had to had to drop off to take yeah. care of some stuff but um yeah man just very excited uh yeah bro I just love you and I'm gonna miss you a lot still I can't lie I can't lie I'm gonna miss you no go on go like it's start it's starting to hit me that the end is now in it it's like, the end is in. The end is in. Yaf is leaving and going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's so be. Let's, let's be. Let's be very. That. Let's be very. Hi guys, episode ninety-eight. <laughs> We're finished. But we will be taking a break soon. More on that to come next week. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, nah, man. I, I actually do feel. I feel how you. F- I know how you feel. Although I'm the one left, I know how it feels to like not be around someone that you have a lot of like love for that you've grown accustomed to seeing and I feel like in the last seven months that's how I felt about you lot do you know what I mean like not being able to just like link up or just to check you man or just tell you how I feel like on a day to day every on a weekly day basis isn't it so there's a little things that I guess that you don't get brother listen the bond that we have is different it's different bro it's different it's different. You think I'm getting drunk on a Monday for anybody, fam? You man are <laughs> you man are, are, are bandit brothers and bum hey. jumps, fam. <laughs> Splash bros back. We bake, we bake. Hey, magic will happen soon though. Real talk. No, no. What are you doing? I think you just took a screenshot. No, you're good. No? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Um. Uh, oh. Now, for the episode was running out. Oh, it, it might be. No, might be. Nah, nah, we straight. We straight. We straight. No, it's looking. It's gonna look Is it? soon, bro. Well. Oh no, no, it's calm. It's calm. It's calm. It's calm. Look, you man. Thank you for the. Do you have any words, last man. words, yeah, before we close this off? Anyone, if you get the opportunity to travel and live in a new country, do it. You'll grow as a person. You'll meet amazing people, and you'll just find out so yeah, much facts. about yourself. Um, you'll do things you never imagined that you would do. You'll meet people that you just never would have taken the opportunity or chance mm. to meet. Um, sorry, I'm trying to extend this thing here. Um, and yeah, man, like, it's just a blessing. I love you all. Thank you so much. Wow, man. Do you want to close this one out, Yaf, as well? Yeah, Damn. why not? You've been listening to episode 98. Two more to go into 100, where we will have something... Potentially very special Jeez. in store for you. More to come on that. Um, you've been listening to the Out of Home podcasts with your boys, Kieran, Kwame, Stephen, and myself, Yaf, for the last time as a resident of Amsterdam. But I'll be back next week with my brother in arms, Kieran, boop, 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 and we'll be coming from Plus Four come Operation. On, my God. And you'll hear me on the airwaves. I ain't going nowhere, baby. I'm still here. <laughs> Um, hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to my journey, my story. Amazing, bro. Vibes, Wavy. much love.
We out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.